Hello friend. Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 4, Episode 10. It is called 410, Gone. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, this one, very different pacing from the last episode. The last episode was a very big, action-packed, climactic, everything's coming together, wishing, feel of <laughs> a rush, and then this one is aftermath and specifically the aftermath of two characters because there's very little elliot in this episode uh, yeah he's got like one scene he's got yeah he's got one scene um and then and i, I knew that was going to be his only scene see since the time the scene ended i knew that that was him viewing off and we're going to stick with dom and darlene partly because the previously on was nothing about dom and darlene uh, i mean even the the episode description for this was just like uh we stand domlene i'm like yes. okay i know what this episode is so this is very much, at the very least, Dom's goodbye. I don't think it's actually Darlene's goodbye completely, um, for a couple of different reasons. But um, I, I mean, if something hadn't been said last week, it could have been. It may have even been her goodbye as well. Um, yeah. th there's a c conclusion to her as a story here. However, there's more to do with her. So there is, there is, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into it in a minute. And before we start, I will address last week. Um, I couldn't remember if Darlene had ever addressed Mr. Robot directly, and it was, honestly, as soon as someone brought up a specific moment, it was actually quite obvious, because uh, back at the start of season 3, when she's spying on Elliot, because Mr. Robot's doing, you know, things behind his back, you know, the whole the whole segment where he was working with Angela, yeah. um, you know, she was uh, keeping, keeping tabs on him during that, um, so, yeah, sorry, it's been a, two years since season 3, right, things, things, things waver. We start the episode off. Uh, news broadcast is talking about the, the I was going to say the, the hack. I won't call it that because that's five nine. Five nine is the hack. But uh, talking about the doxing of the Deus group and the fallout and how they've not really confirmed everything that was released is true, but they've confirmed a little bit of it. So it's starting to look more and more lately that everything's real. You know. Yeah, yeah, and the, and they talk about how you know they've connected Zhang with White Rose. Yeah, yeah. Well, that comes up in a second because it's uh, after we sort of we pull back and we see Dom in the bed and she's had surgery, and it's not until she says something later to the nurse where she said, "Oh, the doctor said the surgery went well, and I'm fine. As long as I don't open my stitches, we're we're good." Uh, but she's being addressed by uh, someone from the FBI, and it turns out that she has actually turned over all of her information. She's been keeping notes on everything that's been happening, and and this you know dark army kind of uh, spell where she's been forced to sort of work for them. And he's like, okay, we're going to check all this out. You're, you're suspended, or you're on uh, administrative leave, was the phrase he used, yes. for six months. Uh, and, you know, you're going to have to be cleared. You're probably going to have a record and all the rest of it. At no point was there any, like, I felt like this woman was forced into this with her family being threatened and found a way to come out the other end actually telling you everything and getting out of it. And yet his tone is nothing but, oh, you did mess up, didn't you? I think it's more their attitude. I I suspect is with with the FBI. You should have come to us. We could have figured it out as 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 a whole gang. As uh, a whole gang. I, I, I'm not saying they're right. I'm assuming that's their attitude. I love the idea when you go to like you know Quantico. Uh, you're being sort of like brought in for the first time. I love the idea of the director of the FBI coming and going, "Hey buddies, you know you're joining a fun gang here at the Federal Bureau of Investigation." I'm not gonna lie. 
I can see the director doing that. <laughs> just, just, just for shits and giggles. Oh, uh, just patting everyone on the back for a good job. Uh, so there's a small moment here where she. Yeah, small moment here where she sees the Zhang news and sort of realizes, you know, because it was in the previous on the moment where she was investigating him or not even investigating him, just talking to him, and the the dress conversation was there. Very memorable episode because had some quite good action in it as well. It did. Uh, I also believe uh, all of his clocks sent us on a bit of a a rabbit hole as it was as it as it went with um, the time travel stuff. Um, I think that was the same episode anyway. I, I, I could, because uh, it, it was definitely in the same sort of room he was showing her. Uh, it was. It was yeah. around that period, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, and notably, he also says to the FBI guy, says, you, "What you need is a good night's sleep," which is kind of a recurring theme uh, throughout the episode. So she's not allowed to see her family because uh, she she has to go see them, and he's like, "You're not allowed to, uh, not until you're cleared." And she's like, "What? Well, I'm not cleared to see my family?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> not really." So she's not being trusted. To even visit her own family, so that's a bit of a. Uh, I mean, for, it's a for, bit shit, isn't it? Forgive the expression here, given what happened to her, but it's a you know twisting the knife a little bit. Uh, so, but she insists on leaving after he leaves. She's like, "No, nurse, I want out." Uh, doctor said, uh, "You know, I'm fine." And she's like, "Well, yeah, you can leave against medical advice, but like, no, nope, that's what I'm doing. I'm going." Uh, and of course, she's taken out in a wheelchair to the exit, and she wants to get a cab. And it really emphasizes here the, the you know the the nurse or whoever's helping her. He says, um. You know, you, you have to have someone come pick you up. You know, we give you anesthesia. You're not allowed to leave with a stranger in a cab or go home yourself. You have to have someone with you. And he says, no friends or family. And of course, we know the situation with that. But I thought what really stuck out to me here from just like a sort of character beat is when he says, what about the people from the FBI who were here earlier? What, can't you call some of them? And she's kind of like, you know, says, no, definitely not. And what I thought was interesting here is that the FBI has always been the thing that she has relied and believed in. It's always been her rock. It's like, you know, she doesn't want to betray the FBI because she really believes in her job. But now that's kind of something she can't trust anymore. Even on that, it's interesting that it's always been the ideal of the organization of the FBI, not any of the individual people. Yeah, and so it's a really sort of downbeat moment for her and she kind of sits there... um, wants to leave and he gets in trouble he's like hey I'm going to get security if you try and leave and she's like fine fine she sits down and you know uh, goes from there uh, and she gets home and she makes a grilled cheese sandwich and Darlene shows up uh, she's uh, she's obviously still paranoid because she's got a big you know chest of drawers in front of the door of course yeah um, why wouldn't she be paranoid <laughs> she's no just... no but I think it's it, it's particularly showcased with just how heavy this is and obviously just you know she's just come out of surgery the exertion could just open her stitches yet she has you know no hesitation about having this there at all times yeah because uh, as soon as darlene's in she, she starts moving it back and does hey you know what's the point we're going anyway and she's just she just still just moves it over yeah darlene kind of fights her way inside um so and essentially kind of like says no we have to go you have to leave me and Elliot have got a plan let's get out of here come on we can go you know we've got fake passports we've got everything we, you know we're ready to rock and roll and she's like nope not going anywhere I'm staying here until I'm cleared so I can see my family uh, which we know from the conversation is you know six well I mean she's on leave for six months she's in the, she may get cleared before then but uh, you know probably not going to be a quick process uh, I, I wouldn't expect. have thought so no yeah um and she's eating her grilled cheese. She seems very nonchalant about the whole thing. Uh, what I really thought uh, I liked here is going to some of the themes that come up in the episode is that she ignores Darlene's concerns and she, like, in the shot, actually walks past Darlene 
and talks to Alexa. <laughs> she says, Alexa, play, you know, music by this artist, whoever it was. Yeah. And but I noticed just in the shot, she actually walks past her to do it. She kind of like brushes past Darlene and says, Hey Alexa, my, my best pal, you play me some music, essentially. Yeah. I forgot just how much Dom was a shill for Alexa. <laughs> she's get, she's getting that check from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what would be really funny? It'd be really funny if Alexa is, a, is an idea had actually uh, disappeared since 2015, and this would actually be really funny because, uh, well, that actually d- didn't last a few years. It didn't really take off, yeah. did it? Um, um, I not that de- it necessarily took off. Yeah, but, I, I, mean, I would it's... debate that it did take off, per se. I mean, it's at a, a similar level. I, I feel like all these kind of voice assistants are... They exist. Honestly, I feel that they, they are more than they were in 2015. Like... Um, Google Nest and stuff, you know, to, to connect to like all your stuff in your home. Oh, they they absolutely are. I feel like for the most part, though, like they happen to come with things you otherwise would be getting anyway, rather than anyone's actually kind of sought out voice control. You know, like like yeah. Amazon puts it into all their Fire Stick remotes and stuff like that. You know, Alexa, show me that. I'm like, but no one really cares. Like, you still get it if you didn't have that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. My, my new TV just came with the Google Assistant. I'm like, am I ever going to use that when I could just? I've got a remote. And the remote came with a keyboard on the back, so I, I don't even have to put up with shitty TV arrow typing. I can just... Type. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's always that small concern of everything having a speaker now. Like, it's just there to be hacked into. More of a microphone than a speaker, I think, is the concern. But That's what I meant, yes. Microphone. Yeah, yeah the, the point was picking up what you're saying, not... Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing, the, the idea that, yes, they, they only activate when you say their trigger word. Um, but they have to be always on to register yeah, when yeah. the trigger word is said. Exactly. So yeah. uh, don't say it, and you don't want the government to be hearing in your own home if you if you have mm. any of these devices. Um, Which, let's be honest, you've got a phone, so yes, yes, that's very true. That's very true. Um, I'll just lean to my phone later and say random things just for a laugh, just just so the government can hear it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picturing some certain government officials, if, you know, just listening. I to. like hairy armpits. You can have that one for free. You should direct them at like certain people. <laughs> <laughs> like, cho- choose your least favorite cabinet minister. Yes. And just direct it at them. For the record, I picked up my phone. For the audio listeners, I picked up my phone. There, that wasn't just me saying that at random. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. so you know, uh, and then what was interesting is. Uh, uh, Dom even says here, uh, the, the FBI has her back. She actually says that line. And of course, Darlene immediately follows up with, what, no, they're investigating you, which doesn't surprise us given the conversation earlier. But notably, you know, Dom in the other scene with the, the nurse or whoever, like actually kind of insisting, no, no, I can't, I can't use the FBI. But she's actually using it as like a, like a, like a selling point to Darlene here. No, no, I've got the FBI. I'm fine. But you know, yeah. she's, she's almost I'm trying to convince sure she, herself. Yeah, she doesn't really believe it. It's just something. It's just something easy to say. Yeah. So you know. So you know. She put, put points that out, um, and she even says, "I have Alexa." And of course, Darlene proceeds to pick up Alexa and smashes it on the floor. Dom finally wakes up and is like, "Whoa, what are you doing? How dare you? you what are you doing?" And, this has crossed the line too far. And she gives her a speech about how it's not a friend. It's just a. Uh, piece of AI that orders paper towels for you. Uh, what's yeah, her specific wording? I mean... Yeah, so no, it was, it was a solid scene. It kind of sets up how she kind of convinces Dom. No, you have to go. The Dark Army are probably coming. We need to leave. Let's go. 
which is when we cut to Elliot, who is using the USB stick, which was given to him by Price. Uh, there's, I'm sure some people have like screen capped the uh, the small glimpses of these documents that we see on the screen and poured through it for for yeah, text. Yeah, we but... get like you know, okay, building something. We see the location, and you know, you get enough just uh, you know at a yeah. quick skim. Yeah, just the, to go, okay, I understand what this is. The Watership Township plan, uh, obviously, is mentioned as is the Congo. Some of these key words that we've already had anyway, but um, you know, when Elliot and or sorry, when Darlene and Dom show up, and Darlene comes over to speak to him. Uh, she's like, you're not coming with us, are you? And he's like, nope, I'm going back to Washington Town, to Warship Town, yeah, the, the Washington, Washington Township. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and you know what? The first time you just said Watership, and I just let it go, oh, and then I? that time you just really struggled. I was like, I'm gonna step in. I don't know why I said Warship. Yeah. I don't know why, but anyway, uh, and he says um, that he's not, he's he's just not finished yet. He's not done. Yeah. And but Darlene is. Darlene says she's not going with him. Um, this was it for her. And, you know, they have a bit of a sort of brother-sister banter about, a, you know, going on a road trip and, you know, what snacks to get or whatever. But it's all a very kind of a sweet moment where he hugs her. Uh, and notably, this is something that Dom actually sees. She gets, you know, it's after she's at the vending machine. And I'll mention that in a second because there's a lot of detail here that might be worth analysing. But she, she comes over to the balcony and she sort of sees, and I thought it was interesting that she sees darlene be a human being with someone else because you know every all of her interaction with darlene's very much just been her and darlene there's been very little of her with elliot and her witnessing it in a way like this where it's like oh here's her having a human moment where not, not counting surveillance not counting surveillance of course but like what i mean is is like this was like a sort of sweet moment that actually like almost humanized darlene for her sure in a way yeah. that maybe wasn't there before so uh but yeah she's at the vending machine and she's getting a drink called crush and it won't accept her money. Uh, it's one of these, uh, you know, note readers that spits it back out. Um, and she presses it twice, and she's rejected. And I just, I thought, I, was, I couldn't help but notice the word in the drink, crush. Her crush. Yeah. And rejection. I just, I couldn't help, <laughs> my mind couldn't help but wonder. It, it was um, some of the more blatant uh, symbolism this show's had. Sure, sure. Uh I mean, honestly, there's some really interesting stuff to talk about later on here, but um, obviously, I'm telling it's been quite a, quite a low key. It's just them kind of like saying goodbyes. They're going on the run. Uh, she comes into the into the, the the motel room, and Leon is just sitting there, and she's like, "Holy shit!" And she's like terrified. And Leon's like, "Huh?" <laughs> and she's but like, "Do I know you?" Yeah, it's like uh, the barn. You shot like four people. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that sounds like something I did. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, what, so you, you, you know, you, you're working for them now or whatever? I was like, you know, I was like no, I'm not freelance, you know, I, I go where the money goes. And he, he goes on this little speech, he brings up the Three Days of Condor movie, which I've never seen for the record, but... Uh, I'm sure there is some, if you have seen it, there is some really obvious deep theme parallel that you right, could draw from it. Very possibly. But he talks about how, you know, he, he's, he goes where his money is. He says he's tripled his net profit in the last quarter. He's got an accountant and everything who wants him to incorporate. <laughs> yes. Um, all very good. He's watching The Land Before Time as well. I, I noticed this. That's the, I did as well, which yeah. is not, you know, a whole big part of that. I mean, I mean I'm not going to say spoilers for Land Before Time, but I mean, you know, <laughs> a, a big part of that is, you know, uh, the death of a parent. Yes. Uh, that's you know um, very relevant to the show, and and also just choosing a title with you know time like a, a, a such a focus, 
Yeah, it's not, well, the, and the plot's also about uh, the the now parentless kids traversing to try and get to this kind of uh, I don't like to say the promised land, but it like kind this, of is a promised land. Yeah, yeah but that's this mythical, like, perfect place that might you know be a good place to live. Like, it's kind of about them uh, going a, there. Yeah, a, a better society. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, I can't believe I'm talking about Land Before Time, but uh, here we are. hey, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I love that movie. I loved it as a kid as well. I, I even had like the first four or five sequels on VHS back oh, in the too. day. Uh, I never. I mean, there's, there's like I, I think there's like fourteen of them now. Like there's, there's a That's, lot of them. That might be too many. Yeah, just a little bit too many. <laughs> uh, so yes. Uh, so and there's a little funny beat here when Darlene comes at the end and she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to mention uh, he's working with us now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just stand this good shitless. Uh, so we're in the car, they're driving through Connecticut. They're taking the scenic route because it's swarming with dark army people uh, as he puts the rwas which stands for rich white assholes uh which are the key demographic and they're they're traveling through and he talks about having how to steal a mirror which i guess means go for a piss because then he has to explain it i don't know it felt like something else didn't it well i watched the episode twice and the first time I thought it meant something else, but the second time, I, it sounded like he was just annoyed she didn't know what he meant. It's like, I hate to take a whiz. I had too many code reds this morning. Like, it, Maybe. Yeah. Because obviously, because we, hear, cause well, we hear a little bit later from Darlene, because she sort of heard the same thing. And we hear her sort of recount it. And, it sounds, and she kind of muddles it up a little bit, but it sounds like he, he tried to use the same phrase, but he got equally annoyed at her. Because one of the things she says is that, oh, I get mad about Americans being illiterate. Like... Yeah, see, that's the thing that I can't figure out, you know, the, where the phrase would come from. Oh, I don't know. That's me. Where still America comes from? No, I know, but that's why I'm, that's that's why I'm wondering if that is what it means. Or because here's the thing. I'm, all right, I'm just gonna bring this up now. I'm not convinced Leon's entirely working for them. I'm 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 not convinced that the Dark Army are just like, yeah, sure, you go do freelance stuff. I don't know. Uh, okay, I get why you're saying that. I've got more on the subject later. Not specifically yeah, with Leon, yeah. but... But in general, like, because it, it felt weird last time it came out with Leon, but now this is like... It kind of just feels off, and I'm wondering, is... Uh, you know, was he actually doing something there, not just, you know, going for a piss? I don't know. Yeah, but would steal a mirror? Why would he tell them what it is if he's going to do something secretive? No, I don't know. That's what that's what's throwing me off. That's why it just seems so strange. Le- Leon's I, I, too- I don't think steal a mirror. I mean, if he is secretly doing stuff for Dark Army, which is a you know possibility, I, I honestly think he is. But like, it's a possibility. I I totally admit. I don't think he would he would say it in code to them, and then get mad that they don't understand what he means. Like, I, <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh. So she looks at her her, uh, her new passport and it says Jackie Doublehorn is her is her name. Uh, it's, it just talks about being Jackie and like you know you know who do you think Jackie's like? And he's like, ah, Jackie could be anyone you want her to be. And she's like, oh, that's easy for you to say given who you are. And it's like, nah, do you think Leon's my real name? <laughs> like, like, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> makes a good point. Uh, and at the rest stop, you know, we see her sort of in the mirror, kind of practicing like various versions of jackie like jackie is a a, a chef or jackie is a a gym teacher you know she she's sort of like trying to build a backstory all different things yeah and it never quite feels right she comes out i noticed the, the camera work here you know she comes outside it's this one big wide shot that pulls up and it's a very wide shot darlene and dom are very small in the frame uh talking about how everyone's kind of probably traveling back home because this is the route to the airport basically um mm. and 
you know, the holidays are over, it's time to go back to the, the grind, as they put it. Um, but Darling says, no, I want to show you something. And they sit down on a bench, it's a little park area, and uh, there's a little bit of build-up to it, um, but she pulls out her phone, because um, this was something that almost happened with Elliot earlier, actually. She, she tried to give Elliot the honours of doing this. Uh, and he was like, no, 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 you should be the one. It was kind of your move. Yeah. Um, and here, so we find out she didn't, hadn't done it yet, and she pulls out her phone, and she does a little bit of a script, and it, you know, she kind of it gets to the end, and it says, you know, it's something like wallets all, you know, accounted for or something like that at the end. Yeah. And, you know, nothing really happens right away, which, you know, because I got what she was doing, like, I figured out what was happening, but, like, I was glad that it didn't happen instantly. It's like, yeah, this would take a few seconds at least before people start I mean, getting notifications. Astonishingly fast for cryptocurrency as it is. I'm willing to let it slide because it's... Sure. It's it's their own thing, but, I mean, generally speaking, it's still quick. Yeah. Uh, but no, it takes a lot of time. You know, Dom's asking, like, what did you just do? Is this something illegal? <laughs> like, what is it is, you is, don't? Is that, is that a fetish for you? <laughs> what is this, darling? And she eventually just kisses her and says, shut the F up and watch. And it actually, this was very reminiscent to me of the end of a movie from the start of the year. And I, won't, I don't want to spoil it because I can't, this is, this is the end of the movie. But there's a movie at the start of the year that has a very similar ending to this. I don't this. know if I've seen this movie. I don't think you have. Um, and people start getting happy that one of my favorite tracks from season three starts playing the music uh this mm. uh, sort of sort of happy kind of accomplishment music <laughs> starts playing uh is so good and they all it comes clear that everyone's just been given money like all that money that they stole from the dark army and from the, the davis group specifically has all been distributed and of course dom starts talking about this isn't justice the system's there and she's like no dom the reason why these people were able to do what they did, the reason why they were able to steal from everyone for decades and decades is because they basically trusted that we would all trust the system. They counted on that. And because of that, they were able to, you know, uh, abuse the system for their own gain. That's kind of what the power brought them. We just Robin Hood those mother effers. It was all of that line. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And then after she says that, she starts just, you know, yelling and wooing and Dom's like, well, you're drawing attention to us. Everyone, like, we're out in the public. You're drawing attention to us. I don't care. It's this was the moment the episode I got worried that something was wrong because so, this was far too happy far too happy mm-hmm. um, like well, well, when have you ever seen Darlene this happy well of course not but that's just kind of thing we're getting to the end game of the show she deserves some happiness obviously you want it to be real now don't get me wrong I get why you have concerns but I will say this now there might still be concerns to have going into other episodes but for this episode itself nothing bad actually happens I mean you could view some things as bad. Nothing bad really happens. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, where it goes, but I don't think I really that bad happens here. Now, admittedly, we do have to bring up an elephant in the room here. Now, I don't know if it was season two or three, but there was an entire season where there was speculation that Darlene was going to die in a plane crash by the end of the season. Well, well yeah, I, I, that was in my mind a lot. Because it wasn't, it wasn't just Darlene either. It was Darlene and Dom was the theory. Um, and it didn't click to me right away because obviously they're on the way at the airport for a lot of the episode. But there was a point, I think maybe when they just arrived at the airport or whatever, but it, it came back into my head and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it hit uh, after they left Elliot. Before that, we knew they were going. We knew they had passports and tickets and whatever. But yeah, yeah. it was after they left Elliot where it was just the two of them. And I was like, hang on. The theory was those two. Now, that's when it kind of sparked. However, happy moment. 
Uh, it feels great. It feels great for Darlene to just unleash and scream and yell and be happy. And no one, because th- this is the beautiful thing about this moment, is that everyone else has already been happy. They're all looking at their phones, checking their bank accounts. They're, everyone is smiling. Like, there's all these, you know, we got all these shots of various, you know, passerbys and just, they're just happy. And, you know, she, she, Darlene starts yelling and she doesn't care. That, and people do look at her, but no one questions it because they're also all happy. It's, it's almost like she created this beautiful moment where she was allowed to actually voice how great she feels about pulling off this hack and no one's going to question it because everyone around her is just as happy because they've all just had a hundred grand or whatever it may be. Yeah, we, we, we never see how much. It's clearly which a I, reasonably sizable amount. Which I think is very smart. I think it's a, it'd be a foolish thing to give us the exact amount. I think leaving it vague is a smart idea. I agree. It's obviously enough that they all noticed it and it felt like a big deal. So it's big enough. Yeah, um, but not enough that everyone's going to quit their jobs and never work again. I would assume not no, yeah. and and I, I assume because this was the, um it went into the eco uh currency ecoin yeah ecoin that was the one so it was it's presumably just Americans that were using that because uh, because that it felt like a most or at least mostly uh, Americans yeah, I don't know because um I mean five nine affected like the entire economy right it did it did I just don't know how much it entirely caught on in the rest of the world in the you know the last six months yeah but if this is if this is only given back to americans that's a bit of a dick move given that the majority of the davis group were from elsewhere the whole point of the davis group was that it was the most powerful people from around the entire planet so um, if this is just americans getting the money back i call bullshit and sam esmail i want a word with you but (laughs) i want my fair cut (laughs) (laughs) pay us now yeah you bastard um so but no, I I really like this idea that because I my my note for this was just a day for cheering where she gets to just be happy as she wants to be and no one's going to question it. She kind of created mm-hmm. this day where no one would even notice, or they did notice, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't say why are you acting like a mad person. They would be like, yeah, of course you're happy. We're happy too. We're all happy. Uh, this is what justice looks like. She says to to Dom. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, we see a look at the social media reactions as well uh, on, on the way in the car. They get to the airport, uh, they're leaving Leon. Leon says, hey, you know, well, first of all, he says, like, how much did you keep any for yourself? Um, I presume she gave herself the same cut as everyone else got. At least. that. Oh, see, that was interesting because I'm not sure because her phone never went off like everyone else's. She could have it so muted. I mean, she could have done, but I mean, <laughs> it, it was notable for me that hers never went off. So I actually felt like that she'd excluded herself for whatever reason. Um, I mean, she, it would have made perfect sense if she had just included herself. Yeah, but she knows it's coming. She doesn't need the notification. So, I mean... No, that's true. And I, I think seeing everyone else react to it is confirmation that it's worked. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it definitely yeah. worked. I'm not, I'm not questioning that. Yeah. So, but he also says, hey, you got skills and, you know, that's kind of high that you're feeling right now. You don't really usually get that beam of the normies. You know, he kind of says, hey, you've got you've got a life in this this world, this, this espionage, yeah. cyber world. You're good at this. And she says, let me think about it. But, you know, she, she kind of does say she wants to lay low for a while. Um, and it's like, the, the possibility is open, but there's no, like, sort of choice made here from Darlene. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, so they go inside. Uh, Dom goes into this one of the stores in the airport. Uh, one of these sort of like, I mean, it's mostly a bookstore, but there's a couple of other things there too. Um, and did you remember the name Beach Towel? If it even was mentioned before? No. Because uh, I didn't remember. Either, so I don't know if there was a title before. But I will say the laugh I let out when it cut to Irving standing there next to his standee. Might I add, he's got like a standee of him holding his book. I because I, I was watching this with the girlfriend who 
has only seen most of you know season one and then like the odd episode that she's happened to be in the room mm-hmm. where I where I'm there. And I just burst out laughing. And she just turned and looked at me and was, what's so funny? I'm like, <laughs> you'll get there. Ar- Arvin, Arvin's got his book. His book's so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this killed me. Oh, this was great. And he's like, Dom, long time no see. I can't believe I ran into you. <laughs> like, he's just so casual. And like, she... Let me sign you a copy. And she is terrified. She is like shitting a brick. Uh, understandably. And she's backing up, and she, cause, you know, obviously, again, Santiago got chopped to death with an axe. So it was everything they did that. Like, um, yeah, that was, you know, that was fun. <laughs> he signs the book and all the rest of it. Um, and, she's like, and she said, you know, eventually she says, you know, because he talks for a while on his own, and eventually she's like, please don't hurt us. Because yeah, at this point, he's noticed Darlene. He's like, hey, you and uh, Elliot's sister, I thought I felt a spark there. Again, he's been very sort of like, as if he's an old friend who's not seen him in a while. Yeah. And eventually she's like, please don't hurt us. And he says, why would I hurt you? And she's like, because I, you know, you know, turned my back on Dark Army and killed my handler. And she's like, oh, her. And it doesn't say her name, but he's talking about Janice. She's like, ah, she was a pain in the ass. Like, you know, you did everyone a favor. Like, like, so that gave me a chuckle. Um, And then he's like, yeah, they don't really care, but you're the Dark Army, they all kind of like, the, the word is, is, is that they all kind of, you know, went off to something more important, right? And this is what's beautiful about this is obviously in a, in a second we're both going to sit and speculate as to how true this is, whether or not we should believe them, yada yada yada. But I do think the beauty of the speculation to this is that I can almost kind of believe that he's more or less out of the game. He's got his book out and he's just kind of like he just he doesn't care enough to he's not lying because he doesn't care. It's like no, it's not to worry about who cares. Like, oh, I get that. I get that. Know, it's pl- It's just plausible enough. However, some details here. First of all, I mean, he's Irving, so do we trust them? That's a big question in of itself. Uh, I mean, his entire nature is just untrustworthy, slimy used car salesman. Yeah, but I mean, he's off to flogging his book. Because I, I, I mean, again, this is potentially an important plot detail, but I do love how once he's signed the book, he's like, hey, make sure she pays for this. She's not paid for this shit. <laughs> and yeah. I need to sell this copy. Which, of course, from a plot detail perspective, could be very important because if he's what made her... What did he write in there? Oh, no, I didn't think he'd written anything other than his signature. Okay. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking more that he's forced her to pay uh, with her, her e-coin or whatever um, to confirm that she's there at the airport with her alias. Like, they know who she is now, kind of thing. Or, no, no, that works. Um, so, so they would know that she's there on the plane. So if they're going to do something to the plane, potentially, which is obviously something I think we're going to speculate about... Yes, we are. They they know that they're there. They they certainly know that she's there. Um, yeah. via via yeah. Just the you know the, the the data, the raw data that's been pumped. It's, it's one of those things though where surely just him visually acknowledging yes, she is here would have been enough for that. But he does make a he does make. I mean, you could again, you could say it being slim. He just wants a book sale, but he does really emphasize she needs to pay for that book which which is why i was thinking did he write something in it that he's like okay she's gonna open this at some point and read it but something bad though so you so i mean because i'm like the only thing the only way i'd see that playing out in my head would be as if it was like a warning but i was like why would irving give her a warning <laughs> no i agree yeah. which is but which is why it feels weird but that, that's that's when there's so many things in this episode that just kind of feel a bit just off because it's strange I, because i was thinking d- during this uh this entire scene that uh or even before this scene when when, when the, the phones were all going off and dom looked at her account and said everyone got this much you know um when that happened i thought well what account did dom just get that paid into because she's got an alias now like is this a new account under the alias that, that darlene set up for her is this dom's original account 
Like, yeah, that's the question. So uh, that's why I was thinking about during this scene. You know, how does she pay for it? Presuming that she pays by via e coin or you know card or whatever, it, it would be you know, um, yeah. And the name wouldn't match whatever's on a ticket because in a lot of airports you have to scan your ticket at the till of all the shops. Yes, uh, and then then yeah, and, and our ticket is our alias for sure because we see we see Darlene's yeah. ticket several times and it's like Brit something. Yeah, yeah, I mean it would be a bit pointless to have the ticket not in the alias, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yes, <laughs> throw, throw a bit of a wrench into the uh, into the you know the passport yeah. checking part of the, the yeah. whole process. Yeah, it's kind of the whole shtick. Yeah, uh, so you know that's uh, like. So obviously, I mean, we'll come back and speculate. I think you know it's worth going through the, the rest of the details first because I think even if you take out all the speculation, there's actually a really good story here just about the the characters and their their kind of emotional journeys and where it ends for both of them here. Because after this scene, of course, Darlene goes back to or Dom, sorry, goes back to Darlene, and they, you know, she's like, "Hey, yeah, he was there, and he just signed the book, and he says the Dark Army's not after us." I did think it was a bit weird that Dom's ready to just believe that because she's like, "Hey, the Dark Army's not after us anymore. We don't have to go." But of course, the the key thing here is that Darlene does still want to go. She's like, "Yeah, but it's probably still worth going. Budapest is kind of nice. We're here now. Why not?" Yeah, let's go. She wasn't going to trip with Dom, and Dom's clearly not as enthusiastic. But you know, like I noticed as well that you know, once Darlene gets up because the 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 tannoy is like, "Hey." Uh, boarding your bo- flight yeah boarding your flight um, and they have this conversation where Dom's saying no I'm not going to go uh, I noticed that the camera here and I, actually just on, on the comment of the episode as a whole is that the colouring of the episode was a lot more neutral or dare I say even warm compared to normal it felt bright yes it was a lot more um, yeah it was, it, was a lot, it was a lot more positive typically this show has a very kind of depressing look to it intentionally and this felt a bit more hopeful uh, through and through and i think dom here and darlene not only if we had this color change for the episode but in this this particular scene the framing of their close-ups was a lot more normal now it wasn't completely normal they were still kind of like not quite in the right part of the frame like in terms of uh, horizontal placement but the headroom wasn't there it was a much more normally framed shot for for both of them yeah they were they were close to fitting in a, a you know into society you could say hmm yeah, not quite, but close. So, Darlene doesn't want to go alone, and Dom uh, can't let go of things. That's the two key points that both of them make to each other: is that Dom says to Darlene, "Hey, you can do things on your own. You don't, you know, you like you can be strong on your own." And Darlene's like, "No, I, I can't do it alone. Well, like you've seen me, I get panic attacks, and the previously unreminded us of a previous panic attacks as well." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, no, I can't be on my own. You know, I don't believe in myself." And like, but alternatively, Darlene to Dom is hey, like, you can't even see, you know, your family for however long anyway, you, you can't be on the job for six months, you have literally time to kill here, like, there's nothing you can do right now, you need to learn to let go, that's, maybe that's why you can't sleep at night, maybe that's why you keep getting told to get a good night's sleep, because you just carry everything with you all the time, you never let things go and relax, you never do that. Uh, to be fair, I think a good reason for her to stay at this point is, is beyond not just, you know, letting things go, is might look a bit suspicious to the FBI if she just disappears, right, when they need to, you know, clear her. And oh, investigate. true. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, I don't think that's, like, something that we really need to think about too much in this scene. I, I, again, I think at this point in the show, or this point in the episode, we're really just looking at these two characters and what makes them tick and what mm. they both need. And I think what's great about the way this last, like, five, ten minutes of the episode wraps up 
is that it, it does this thing where it makes us really want something, it doesn't give it to us, it subverts our expectations, but Sam Esmail is such a good writer that the subversion of expectations actually is more emotionally satisfying than what we thought we wanted a minute ago. And it's exceptionally well done, it's beautiful writing. Because this this scene kind of ends where they realise, you know, Dom hugs her and she's crying, she's like, no, you can go on your own, you'll be fine, you'll be strong, and I need to stay here. And she and, gives her a number to, to basically to get a job in cybersecurity. Yeah, cybersecurity, and I actually really like the line, the lights the lines here. But even before the music kicked in to make it kind of seem cool, but I liked when she said, uh, "And don't don't leave it too long. You know, for when you grow up, don't leave it too long. Call them and get a job." And you know, when she says, "Don't leave it too long," you know, obviously I'm thinking she's going to say something kind of you know motherly almost, like, "Hey, you have to you know be a grown up at some point." But instead, she says, "No, don't leave it too long." they need you. This idea that, hey, you could actually be like a, such a force for good with how good you are at this. That you actually, Which, you know? Go on. No, yeah, no, I, I think point. This, this actually really contrasts really well with Leon because his offer, because, uh, you know, at the end of this episode, Darlene's essentially left with, the, you know, the alternatives. Does she want to be, you know, do something good and, you know, for the, for, you know, for, for the country, so to speak, right? Or... Does she want to do you know down you know go down like Leon's path and do okay well you you make money you're good at this, uh, and it's yeah you know, which direction does she choose uh, and or you know the, the adventure is as well with Leon I suppose. Yeah, but it was a, it was a nice moment. It was a nice kind of like recontextualization of what she can be and what she could do like after this show like what after this world is is done you know assuming she's alive at the end of it, um but you know we'll see we'll see <laughs> that'll that'll be. Uh, give or take as we go um but obviously when she says they need you uh darlene puts on her you know her sunglasses and says they can't handle me <laughs> and then carly rage Despin starts playing that uh, electronic bagpipe or whatever it is that starts off run away with me um yeah even the title of the songs you know on the nose for what's happening here like yeah. you know like there's literally a choice here of running away with her or not and you know, Darlene goes to the gate, goes to goes to line up to get on the plane, and Dom is leaving. And what's great is this music's playing is that it makes a clear point of showing you the signs as Dom's leaving. You know, this is this is all gates are this way. She's walking away from it, and then eventually she gets to the point of no return. Like once you left this part of the airport, you can't just turn around and come back. Like, you have to go through security again, essentially. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noted is that the music always stopped. There was two key points in this where the music stopped, and there were both moments where they make a choice. Uh, it was Dom at this no entry, you know, or no, you know, no returns, uh, and she turns around and starts going. And obviously, the music kicks back up as she starts running up the stairs, and she's running to the gate, trying to get there in time uh, for the big romantic, you know, just getting there in time to get in the airplane or the yeah, the airplane with her. And yeah. Darlene, alternatively, is at the gate, and the music stops for her when she kind of hesitates and makes the choice to not give her the the boarding pass. And she she then chooses to run, and it does this cruel thing. Like Esmail is so cruel, where you really want it to happen. Now you're really rooting for them to like both be on the plane together, um, forgetting the fact that you you may in the back of the head think it might you know kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you really want them to have the happy moment where they they, they you know they meet each other again. And Darlene runs to the bathroom, and it's just when she's out of frame. Dom runs in from the side to join the queue. So now we're at a point where Dom's getting on the plane, thinking Darlene's already on it. But Darlene's not on the plane. Darlene is in the bathroom having a panic attack. Yep. And Dom's on the plane after this, and she's like hesitating. She almost gets off or tr- makes a fuss and doesn't sit down. And what's beautiful about this, and the reason why I like this, is that basically by following each other's advice 
is what's led to this because yeah. the beauty of this is that as much as we all kind of think we want the the big romantic like they get together they go on the plane together we want that moment dom by getting on the plane and letting go finally gets to sleep you know we the, the final shot of the episode is her snoozing on the plane she's finally sleeping like a baby because she's actually let things go she's taken the advice that she needed to hear and she's it has, has helped her for better or worse and darlene has the panic attack sort of regains control and says no i can take care of myself you know refuses help from the person who's in the bathroom with her and like, no i can take care of myself i can do this and it's like yes she had to learn to stop running she had to learn to you know, be a part of the system. She can't always be on the fringes and, you know, be this underground person that she has been, you know? Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's less just that as well as and more that she can do things on her own. You know, she, that, that's a point she makes to this woman is she doesn't need the help. Um, but I think that's why her not being on the plane with, with Dom works because, okay, now she's making that choice to be on her own. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're both falling each other's face. And that's why I think it is important that you know because dom's advice to her is very much um you you can't always you know be running you can't always be you know this type of person you eventually have to be part of something um yeah. and you know what whatever choice she is going to make and but here, here and here's the real reason why I, I knew that darlene wasn't going to go on the plane or at least not for long i mean there's always a chance there's gonna be a time jump and she'd be back later but mm. um last week mr robot said in the mind of elliot that she is the only one who could maybe wake him up. Yes. And there is no way in hell that we're not seeing Darlene again before the end of this show. There's not. Not a chance. You know, just uh, something I, f- I forgot to mention last week when we talked about that, that room. You know, um, oh, well, more the hallway, actually, with uh, Mr. Robot walking in the hallway. Is, uh, you know, it's a slight tangent here, but I thought it was really interesting how the exit sign was uh, green. You know, it's the European style of exit signs, as opposed to the red, which is you know, the, the American type, which is what, you know, the, the show has obviously been set in America and, and all the exercises, you know, the red exercise has been a recurring theme in the entire show. So I thought it was really stark how that was, you know, this this green exit sign. Uh, it's, it's it's, a, uh, it was an interesting choice. It's a good exit that you want to make the choice to exit through as opposed to the bad exit, which is you escaping yeah. from the thing you have, you should be facing. Yeah, but I, I just thought it was, a, it was a really interesting choice to do with that. And I think it stood out just because... It was the only green one we've had in the show that I that I can recall. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> don't make any statements like that. Everyone's going to go back. I, I said that I can recall. Yeah, but why would you recall if there's been any green exercises before? That's such a weird thing to notice throughout four seasons of a TV show. It is, it is. But but the point is, I think in, in America by law they have to be red, or at least in, in you know, New York and stuff. It, it's it's a regulation that they have to be red exercises. So that's why I'm pretty confident in saying they have And if they haven't, then there was a damn good reason for it at the time that I'm just overlooking right now. Yes. Um, that's an interesting point. I No, I love this ending because to me this was like, you know, because it really made me want the big romantic get-together, get right? It really made me want that. It does, yeah. Right? And it didn't give it to me. And you're like, damn it, Esmeralda, you're a cruel bastard. But then at the end of the episode, they both have become better. They've both completed arcs by following the other's advice and it's actually really satisfying so to me this is how you subvert expectations but you make the the result more interesting and more emotionally satisfying than what it was before so um yeah i suppose we have to speculate now don't we yeah like just this very final moment with it's it's done asleep on the plane and it's quiet you know you you've just got the the engine noise and the whatever they're saying over the over the speakers and you could you could see this as peaceful, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
but and I don't know if this is just me projecting because it's already in my mind as a concept, but this felt borderline sinister, like something was about to go wrong. Uh, yeah, I think that's actually projecting. I, 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 and yeah. it's not so much to say that I think it's definitely peaceful, not sinister. I think the point is, is that it's neither. It is completely neutral, and whatever you're bringing to it is what you're reading from it. No, that makes sense, and that's why I say peaceful in the sense that the pre- the the presentation of peaceful because Dom is finally asleep, right? And that's mm-hmm. something that's been you know, a recurring theme here that she needed this sleep. So her that that release, you know, she finally got that is is peaceful, right? You know, she's she's quiet, she's asleep, which is why I, I go with that angle. But I uh, it very well might be me projecting. It just felt. Like, because uh, again, coming off of all the you know the the big bombastic music running moment that we just had, this here, you know, it's so quiet and she's just on a play. It just felt like something was about to go wrong, and and I agree, probably me projecting, but I just felt it. Part, I mean, part of me honestly thinks that Esmiel wants us to be thinking about all these things, so that the fact that we'll never hear about this plane and we'll, you know we just assume it landed and she's fine. Is almost a twist in and of itself. It's like no, you can't. Uh, yeah, no, he he knows full well what we've all been speculating. Yeah. He, he knows about this plane theory. That's why it was it was a a subversion in itself not to have uh, Darlene get on the plane just because of you know that the way that theory has been. Uh, and again, it it might not have ever even been an intentional theory. It might have just you know that he was seeding. It might have been just something people picked up on. Uh, you know, uh, coincidences here or there, and then. As the human brain yeah, does, if, for the patterns. If I remember correctly, it was like just like some posters of planes like behind her head at one point, right? That was parts of it. There's there's a lot of uh, planes around scenes with Darling. Even going back to season one, um, uh, there's the scenes where there's the you know the air traffic control towers just flashing behind her when and, and it's only flashing when it's Darlene in camera. When you can see someone else, it's it's off, uh, which was kind of an interesting thing. And then there's some lines of dialogue where. They, they use the word your know, planes and flight and stuff like that between the pair of them it's totally so it's believe pretty... it's totally believable that this is just a complete coincidence and yeah it's it's all just fan reddit absolutely <laughs> like i say human brain loves to make connections and see things that aren't there just because it looks like a pattern part, part of me thinks that there was never going to be a scene in an airport and the only reason why it even exists in this context is because of the, these theories that esmiel wanted to poke fun at he, he because he knew it was a theory like because you know we, we know he's aware of a lot of these things i know he, he looks at reddit and stuff and sees what people are thinking um he's, he's you know pretty communicative with the with the fan base in general so he's, he's aware of it for sure and it might well be that there was, you know, there was never anything he's like i'm gonna put a seed in on a plane just to have those people worry and and kind of mm. and then some and that subversion just for them whereas if you'd never heard of this theory and you know, you're just coming at this fresh, there is nothing here that doesn't play, that doesn't still work as a... No, uh, there's absolutely nothing that's forced to, to kind of make it jive with like people who thought thought that you know, about these theories yeah, or anything like that. You know, as much as we're saying, oh, he might have done this just as a joke at their expense, or our expense for that matter. Um, oh yeah, when I, when, I, when I say that you know that this, this scene may only exist, what I really mean is just the setting in the airport. It may, may have been a bus station that, you know, if, yeah, if that yeah. theory didn't exist. It may have been, you know, any number of places where they could have done a similar type of beat. That... Absolutely. So that's what I mean. As much as it might only exist because of that, it doesn't feel like it was forced in just for the sake of a joke. No, if, if they're going on the run after all this, I mean, an airport makes sense to go to. It's just not, nothing about it feels... Uh... 
you know, self-indulgent or extraneous yeah, or whatever. about that feels like a strange choice for them to make. Um, so, um, you know, I, honestly, I, I do... If I was to put money on it, I would say that we're not seeing Dom again and this is our happy ending and that nothing bad happens to the plane. If I was to... If you were to ask me which way I'm leaning towards, that's what I'm leaning towards. Do you know what? If we hadn't had the scene with Irving, I would be 100% with you. But the, the Irving's... Uh, Irving throws it. doubt on it for me, where I'm going, well, maybe there is something to it now. Maybe there's something to read with Irving seeing all and the threat to them, though. Maybe it's more the idea that he really should be culpable in a lot of the things that have happened. Not because he's necessarily... Yeah, yeah, he's out there on a book tour. Yeah, not, not, not so much that he's uh, obviously part of the dealership, because he's not. He's not like one of those rich people, but in the sense, you know, he's done some vile things working for the Dark Army. He's, you know, he's, he's this complete and utter scumbag in, in, in a lot of ways. And he's, he's relishing in this post... You know, hack, boom, he's, he gets to... Everyone's going to be able to afford his book now. <laughs> yeah. Well, un- until inflation hits. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, you know, don't, don't poke holes in it. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just I, I, I saw people on Reddit complaining about, oh, but inflation will just make this all redundant. I'm like, stop, stop tearing it apart like this. You're just sucking I the fun out of it. I was just making a joke. I'm not being, I don't really care. I'm not poking holes in it. I'm not really serious. It's just, yeah, sure. But in, in a real world situation, yeah, that probably would happen. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because it's a TV show, goddammit. Yes. Um, so... No, uh, yeah, yeah. I just like you know, it's almost a bittersweet thing that he's getting away with it all is what I was getting to. Um, yeah. And he's he's flourishing almost. He's got his his fancy book and he's doing a book tour. Cheap um, suit. And his cheap suit. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Um. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Just this idea to like bring up like, hey, some of these people are still going to get away with it. And you know, even I mean, even the rich people get stolen from. Well, you know, they're not going to be completely screwed. All of them after this uh for, yeah for the most part there's no like proof that they did anything illegal right you know you, they're not all getting arrested they're just poor. yes uh so we'll see that said i wonder because a lot of those probably had ecoin wallets would it have been distributed into them as well so they're on level playing around with everyone else still maybe yeah yeah well it's all a little bit behind because everyone else had whatever they already whatever had they yeah no, that's true but, so, which better not be that much, you know. Depending on who it is, yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. But let's say it was a hundred grand, say, right? I, I think that's enough to give all these reactions that I'm seeing. And... Just, just a nice round. Of, I mean, honestly, it probably wouldn't even need to be that much for 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 most people to react like that. True. Like honestly, if 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 you put like five grand into everyone's account and everyone just looked, went, wait, I just got five grand, they'd be pretty happy. Most people would, yeah. Most people would be extremely happy with that. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be that low. My, my guess is more in the tens. No, yeah, I agree. I, I, but... I agree. It's probably significantly more than what I just said. I just, you know, as a low ball, in theory, I'm not going to do the working out because I don't care that much. But yeah, that would probably be enough to give people that reaction. I would have thought. I I would assume it will be more than what the A like the average salary in the country as a year that's my that's my guess probably because we see like some tweets referring to as you know ecoin payday yeah yeah i think one of them even mentioned that they were going to use it to uh elope and i thought well that has to be a sizable amount if you can like you know it's a life-changing amount of money but it's not i can give up my job and just you know coast. which is why I, you know i'm thinking 
probably not quite as much as 100 because some people would probably go, oh, that'll do me for years. I'll stop working. Whereas, you know, to elope, you know, five to 10 grand, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter in the end of the day. No, no, no. I think it's smart not to give us an exact number. I think it's just great just to leave it because basically what it does is in our mind, it's just whatever sounds valuable to us as opposed to what the real world implications of it are. Because any exact figure, someone's going to put close it and go, well, technically so many people make this a year anyway. Or so many people, you know, like having it be this mythical amount we don't know, it lets us just sort of say, well, what's valuable to us? It's that amount and just leave it at that. Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting because it doesn't uh, as much as it, you know, like I say, it, it would change the lives for you know people who didn't have any money to people who were on um, very well-paying jobs, but they weren't you know anywhere near the data group. But they are they were on you know more than comfortable jobs, upper middle class. Yeah, yeah. there's still a significant wealth gap between them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like that hasn't changed. They just because they got the money as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. So no, uh, I, I don't. I mean, I think some people were upset this episode about when I was looking online. There was sort of I saw the word filler being uh, put I around. Can, I think filler is an absolutely terrible choice of word for this episode. But I can understand why people are disappointed in the sense where they're thinking, "Oh, there's only a handful left. They want more action. They want." Oh, to I'm see. the opposite. I I, I am uh, I am delighted that this because I think the problem with a lot of season finales is that they don't take time to do these character focused episodes. Again, I I really enjoyed this. I want to make that clear. I'm with you on this. I just said I can understand why there are people who feel the way they do. I I understand their mindset, even if I don't agree with it. I don't understand. I think they're wrong. <laughs> they're just dead wrong. <laughs> This is wrong. Okay. Right. All I all I heard from you Game of Thrones fans was how bad this last season was because it was only six episodes. You know what? No, this is what you get when you get 13 to actually flesh it out and actually give everything the time it deserves to explore what it's impacting the characters. Only being six episodes was not the problem with Game of Thrones right. final season, to be honest with you. It had fundamental writing problems that went way beyond just the limited scope of the the length um i'm all i I don't know why are you trying to make me defend game of thrones i am on your side here i think this is a fantastic episode i like everything here (laughs) well stop trying to justify people with bad opinions i'm just saying i understand the thought process of why some people would expect something more exciting objectively exciting as opposed to emotionally fulfilling they're shallow vapid people are people what do you want emotionally fulfilling will often exceed for me anything else in a show uh, i know I'm and, with it's, you. and it's feeling the way i do during some of the scenes towards the end of this that makes sticking with a show for you know four years in this case worth that time and effort i can't believe you're making me seem like the bad guy here Oh, it's so easy. Stop making it easy. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. But that is uh, episode 10 of the season. We have three episodes left, but notably only two weeks left because the last two oh, yeah. uh, I read today, assuming the information I saw was correct, uh, the last two are airing together as a double on the, I think it's the 22nd of the month. So uh, uh, that, is the, that is the Sunday, yes. Yeah. So uh, that is going to be one hell, probably quite a meaty discussion from us because it's a two part giant finale of the entire show. Yeah, we've we've been kind of approaching around an hour for most of the episodes this season. So uh, that's going to be two hours 
or so. Un- unless whatever happens next week, unless every you know it gets to that final bit and it's just here are all the beats you kind of expect to happen. We'll still, talk for, not... we'll, st- we'll still talk for two hours on that. You can we? We probably will. It's a really good job I got that Monday off, isn't it? <laughs> We, we, we're so going to talk about that for at least two hours when we get to the finale. Um, it may even be a repeat of the... Uh, remember the Twin Peaks return finale? Oh, God. Do you know what? I'm in early Tuesday morning. We might have to start a little bit earlier. The, the uh, Twin Peaks return finale, I think that final review was over three hours, but I... I was I, it that long? It was split in Jesus. two for the audio. I remember it being split in two for the audio, so I think it was... I mean, I'm kind of intrigued now. Let's go check. Episode I, that, I, 17 I, and 18, I, it would have been... A Twin Peaks yeah, return. I just, I just, uh, I just put Twin Peaks return into this. Uh, two hours fifty-two. Yeah, almost three hours. Yeah, that had a shitload of meat in it. <laughs> Buckle up, folks. We could be and going that... into overtime. Yeah, and and uh, yeah. But anyway, that is us. So thank you very much. For joining us for Mr. Robot Season 4 Episode 10, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe and ding the bell on YouTube for the notifications. All these things help, as does rating the audio podcast on an Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. More people will find us that way. And it's not just obviously for these Mr. Robot reviews, because we have all of our other reviews on there. Uh, right now, Watchmen's going up on there, as is The Mandalorian. Um, of course, we have the Netflix feed for all the Netflix shows. But um, So do, do that. That does help us a lot. A lot. You can also help us by uh, going to patreon.com slash TV and financially support us for as little as $1 per month. And you get bonus outtakes, and you get extra episodes of some of the movie podcasts we do, and then there's voting rights and producer credits and all the things at the higher tiers. So go and have a look and see if you're interested in doing any of that and helping us out. Uh, otherwise that is us though so uh, thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla